0: Life away from home can be very challenging. There are a lot of things you would wish you had known before you left home. For a lot of people, the experience is very uncomfortable, very unsettling, very unnerving, right? Your first few months or weeks away from home is just, uh, it can be very difficult to navigate. Um, there are a lot of things we wish we knew before we left home. There are a lot of things we wish someone had tapped us on the shoulder and be like, hey, listen, um, do this, pack this way, move this way. When you get in, these are some tricks and techniques you can use to settle in. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing live away from home. Most of us on the show today are living away from home, away from our family, away from our social support system, the one we grew up with, you know, the ones we formed over the years. And it's taking some time to adjust, adapt, and, you know, settle into a new environment. Today, we're having a conversation around living away from home. How the process was for all of us and how we managed to survive and thrive in our new environment. And so I have Echo in the Chris in the house. I have a VIA here. Wendy is also here. Guys, how are you doing?
1: We're
0: good. We're, mm-hmm. good, we're good. We're coping. We're coping. Yeah, we're coping. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. almost everyone here is not living at home. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're living by ourselves on our own end. Yep. there's so many yeah. lessons and so many things we we've picked up over the years today we're having a conversation right last week was a competition which i clearly won i won I what won. are you
1: talking about have we checked keep it have keep, we quiet.
0: Checked? keep quiet okay. i won after, <laughs> after, after win, our competition today we're having a little more of a friendly discussion
1: <laughs> no and so
0: um i don't we're... know how it's think i won i don't know Hey, Wendy is still going on about a competition shooting, yes
1: I'm oh God okay,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: okay. We're, we're, we're going to have a more friendly discussion today about life away from home for a lot of people it can be very nerve-wracking it can be very intimidating right um for uh, if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when we we're talking about high school for most of us leaving away from home the first time we get a taste of life outside, our, our, our family and our home uh adult our childhood home is when we go off to high school but there's this um transient nature of high school life right you know that after three months i'm going back home right mm-hmm. i go home away for a term and i come back you get to have your family come around visiting and all that but yeah. after college for most people we make the move to live outside our home we sometimes even move from the city or the the region where we grew up. Sometimes we even move from the country and the continent. Like some of us make very big moves away from home. And it comes with a lot of challenges. It comes with a lot of surprises. It comes with a lot of adjustments. There are so many things we pick up over the years. And today, that's where the conversation is going to center around. And so my first question to you guys would be, what was the... You know, the decision to move and preparing to leave and the journey itself away from home, like, I start with, yeah, how did you prepare to leave home for this big move out of, out of? I'm sure you had to move out of the country, right? And even out of yeah. the country. Right? So yeah. I, I... Like, what was the journey like?
3: um The decision to move was quite easy. Mm. I mean, I knew I wanted to leave. I wanted to grad school and everything i didn't really think really think about living alone and how it's going to be like it was all about i just want to get my life moving i want to go to school i want to do something so in the beginning moving away like the journey it was all about oh i'm gonna it was the excitement you know Mm. i didn't really think about living alone and how you know it could be i didn't Mm. think about it so i think a, a week before my flight I had not even parked. Nothing was ready. My sisters kept telling me, my big sister would be like, you should park. You just have a few days. And she kept hammering, you should park, you should park, you should park. And I didn't even know what to take and what not to take. But I had spoken to a few people. I mean, that is one thing you should do if you're looking at uh, moving away from, very far from home. Mm. The pe- people, keeping people that are already there. Ask them mm. how it's going to be like, what you need, the weather condition, you know everything cuz you 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 think oh you know this is all i need but then someone on the ground could tell you you can check the weather and it's and it's warm but you get here and it's very very cold you think oh i've got this but no you don't mm-hmm. so i spoke to a couple of people and then 3 days to my flight like to leave yeah that is when i felt like okay i have to do something i have to park. Mm-hmm. then i i you know family Packing for you. I packed anyways, but they repacked for me the day before the 95 left. And I I brought some few foods, like some things I'll need if I'll know if I don't know where to get food to buy. Um clothes, a couple of things like shoes, something, you know, some basic things that you would need if you get to a place you don't you have, you don't know your way around. So I I think my, 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 mind the quite journey itself? Mm-hmm. the journey, the journey, it was, it wasn't tough. It was, it was quite smooth. Yeah. I'd say it was quite what, smooth.
0: What, okay. What, 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 okay. Tell us about where you left from, where you arrived and what was,
3: oh, what was
0: oh. arriving in oh, the new place? Like, mm-hmm.
3: So from Kotoka International Airport, that's where my family left me and i got my first stop was jfk
2: okay
3: and god i i didn't think jfk like i knew it was a big airport but i didn't know it was that big but i was i was fortunate i was with a friend i wasn't alone oh, so okay. when you get lost you get lost together when you're finding okay. our gates you couldn't find our gate. looking for Asking people, everyone is busy. You know, you just have to read. I'll be like, oh, just just check the signs and then follow the signs. You move there, and it's like, no, your guess is gate F. You are okay. way behind time, and you have to. I think it was a train. I don't know if it was that or JFK or, um, Atlanta. We mm-hmm. had to board a train from uh to get to our gate. You know,
2: okay. yeah, I think and we easier. missed our
3: stop. We missed mm-hmm. our stop. And guess what? We had to go all around again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny. But <laughs> we got there. We got there a little bit late. But we were lucky. We, we didn't have to um, check in our baggage because it was a Like, you know, it was already gone. So we just had to go in. I think it was a few minutes for the their flight to take, mm-hmm. take off. And then we just hopped in. We we literally, it was like at thought. We were just lost. Because <laughs> nobody's talking. You're not talking to anybody. Everyone is trying to find their way in and out. Everyone is busy. There's not a time mm-hmm. to act. Oh, where is Gate D, F12, there's like nowhere. Mm-hmm. has time for you. So mm-hmm. that was a struggle, but I was um, I was lucky I was not alone. So it was, it was okay.
0: It looks like you had a much more um, interesting experience because you already had someone with you. Chris, Chris, I know mm-hmm. your journey might have been a little yeah. different. Tell us yeah. about your journey.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, I also left uh, Ghana, Kotuka, to JFK, and I mean, when I when I got it was around the COVID period. So okay, how big JFK was. Luckily, all the terminals were closed, and it was only oh. Terminal Four that I was open. So yeah. I didn't have to. I didn't have to um, work for long. I just everything was um, operating in only Terminal Four. So I just mm-hmm. moved around to. To check in, get my bags, and all that, and then we moved to Atlanta. Atlanta was where you had to really <clears throat> be careful in finding your, I mean, your gate for your next flight and all that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take the train because I know when I had the train and I miss my my gate or whatever, I'd need to come back. So I ha- I just walked, I just walked around.
2: And Are you then kidding just me?
4: following the signs oh and then go- yeah, I just like <laughs> and- yeah. <laughs> no. I had you one thing about one thing about my flight was I had a long layover, like my oh, layover okay. was around oh, okay. uh, two hours. So just the yeah. time. All my layovers were over two hours, yeah. Mm. So I was just I mean, signs and sometimes I just use getting to the next oh it's like just 10 minutes walk i said instead of taking the train i'll just walk around so i just yeah. walk move to the next gate and i see you go to d and then so i just kept walking and i got to my gates and i just sat down to relax before my flight left and from atlanta straight to baton rouge hmm? i mean if i flight from atlanta to baton rouge i was a bit scared because okay. the plane was <laughs> i was <laughs> i don't know it was squeaking and i was scared i'm going to happen but mm-hmm. i mean we got to battle safely yeah okay. that was my journey
0: okay that's interesting and mm-hmm. while we're talking about a journey and we're talking about living away from home the comments keep coming in please keep your comments coming in i have seen a very interesting comment comment um py Bismarck said he's turning seven years in Chinatown soon. Um, Ooh, um happy anniversary. Wow. Um we'd oh, like amazing. to hear your story, we would like to hear about your journey, the things you you experienced, your, uh, the adjustments you had to make and all that. I think it would be great to to hear everyone's story. Wait, so, does Bismarck, he mean
1: like in China or Chinatown here?
0: No, 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 Chicago. No, Chicago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 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 um Rashid. We're definitely going to get into all this, right? Rashid wants us to tell, um talk about the memorable shocks we had. Hey, Rashid, food,
1: how are you? The...
0: Wendy, Wendy, hey. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Today, there's not going to be any voting involved, so stop soliciting votes. The voting <laughs> has ended. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Rashid, we're definitely going to talk about the food, the weather, the culture, everything, right? And we're even going to talk about some of the things we wish we knew, especially about the culture and the food before we left. But welcome, everyone, once again today. We're talking about living away from home. And we're we're starting the conversation around the journey itself, the the actual travel from from home to wherever we find ourselves. Wendy, what -hmm. was it like for you? Hmm.
1: Mine was just a lot. So I actually didn't want to come to school. (laughs) <laughs> you all know how like during COVID time like we have to do the online class i was really yeah. comfortable doing the online because i could you know with me we and i'm doing my work so i didn't really want to come to mm-hmm. school to actually do the school one-on-one thing mm-hmm. but i was told if i don't come i can't continue okay. so um i mean I, I had to do the preparations get your visa and all of that i got that and I literally forgot that when I come, i do not have a place to stay. Mm. So I came here without not booking an apartment. Mm. I came here mm. without <laughs> not knowing anybody. Mm. I came here without no food. I brought only clothes. Mm. Oh so
3: my It
1: was it was a lot. It was when I actually we actually got to the airport that I actually remembered, oh, I don't have an apartment when i come when i get here so i thought things can be easy like when i get here i can do everything quickly Mm -hmm. but it's not what it is Mm -hmm. over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) things are a lot different now here so when Mm -hmm. i came i had to sleep in the hotel Mm -hmm. because oh i didn't have anywhere to sleep i didn't have food because i didn't bring food from home so i was eating like i had to go walmart go buy like you know those already cooked fruits in Mm -hmm, like that's what i was eating and then those noodles like two minutes noodles Mm -hmm. that's what i had so yeah that (laughs) was me
0: that's interesting i think that there are some similarities between yours your journey and mine and mine well so i would not bore you guys with the details of the travel itself i'm just talking about that right when i got in right and and i think that is one of the things i wish i knew before i left even though i was given a lot of advice beforehand um if someone had taken me to the side and be like listen make sure you have everything planned out all the way right i i didn't have everything planned out all the way and luckily i was lucky and fortunate enough to have met people who made the first few days, not as challenging as it could have been. So I got into JFK, there were a lot of delays, and this was way pre COVID, right? So things were not as easy um, for me as Chris found it, right? All the terminals were great So I finally got in. And I had a family, um, I had my, my family make arrangements for the first night I got in. So look at a hotel in New Orleans, I go and so I settled in. But beyond that, I didn't have a plan. And so for me, the journey itself became very challenging after I arrived. And like you had nowhere to live, hadn't made you know living arrangements, travel arrangements. I didn't even know how I was going to move from New Orleans to my city, Baton Rouge, right? <laughs> and fortunately, and this is what I did and I would encourage people to do, right? Before I moved, I had reached out to a couple of people in Baton I didn't know there were Ghanaians there. I didn't know there were students in my school, Ghanian students in my school. But I just met um, someone online, actually on Twitter. And I was like, hey, I'm moving to your city. Do you know anyone? And she's like, hey, let me look around. I'm sure I'm going to find a Ghanaian student for you. So mm-hmm. that was basically how things happened. On Twitter, someone said, hey, I would get you in touch with a Ghanaian student. And so a Ghanaian student comes and picks me up from the airport. And he's like, do you have a place to stay? I'm like, mm, no. Like, do you plan for this? "Mm." And he's like, okay, I got you. So he takes me, we go to a restaurant, we get food, and he's like, look, I have a few Ghanaian students who are probably looking for roommates. So let's reach out to them. So we go to the first Mm -hmm. one, and it's like, hey, do you need a roommate? It's like, yeah, I kind of need a roommate, but it's going to be a month before my other roommate moves out. And so I had to find somewhere to live for a month and then finally settle in. But fortunately, the person who picked me up from the airport, well, I tell the story later but oh, down the I'm line dairy. a lot of things you know <laughs>
1: are, are passed, <laughs> keep crossing.
0: but but that was one of those things right the journey itself can be very challenging if you don't plan it out all the way yeah you know, like the flying around and uh, immigration stuff i know because of COVID, things are a bit more challenging but planning all the way make sure you have either an apartment booked or you're in touch with people who are going to get you some short-term accommodation it was really key. It's really key to the journey itself. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. come with everything. They packed and everything, but they, there's no entry plan. And talking about entry plans, <laughs> even the people who planned all the way, even the people who planned the journey, right, there are things that appear as shocks, right? Um, yeah. um, there are things that surprise you, things you didn't expect. Um, I'm going, to, I'm going to read a few comments and then we're going to go into the things that you, the, the surprises you guys encountered. What was the the, the most unexpected thing you saw? But <laughs> um, Bismarck, PY said, I remember I arrived at Istanbul and decided to buy McDonald's in Ghana cities. Oh my goodness. Oh my yes, God. guys, on your journey, please. <laughs> if you can, get a card that works. Get a travel card, like a bank card that works, either a debit card, a credit card, whatever works. And if you can, get some currency, right? Get some cash, get some cold, hard cash. Because like Best Mark story shows, you might have a lot of Ghana CDs and it would not be worth anything somewhere. And so that's one of those things where it's almost intuitive, but most of us tend to forget. And so if you're going to make the move, I know a lot of people watching are going to start planning their move. Please plan all the way, including your currency. Make sure you have cards that work. I know some banks would issue a card that is international and it can it can actually help you on your journey, but you need you need some cash. And don't go up, don't turn up in Istanbul looking for McDonald's with Ghana CDs. Um, it doesn't work much. <laughs> so guys, <laughs> what was the biggest surprise after you arrived? What was the biggest surprise? First, what were your expectations? What were you guys expecting to see on arrival? I know a lot of people move from home and they're like okay i'm going to switzerland and they're like okay this is what i think switzerland is going to be like so i'm like- going to china this is what i think china is going to be like what were your expectations when did you guys think your destination if you don't mind sharing your destination what did you think your destination was going to be like wendy i'll start hmm. with you
1: okay so having lived in three countries i'll start with london where when i first got to london I was disappointed because I was expecting like taller buildings, <laughs> you know, flashy buildings, mm-hmm. you know. But I just saw these old houses, tiny rows, yep. tiny houses. I was like, ah, did <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Is it the London, London, London? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in London. Mm-hmm. I'm from London. That you guys are talking about."
0: <laughs> yeah. And for
1: China. Um, it was it was a surprise because um i actually thought like chinese people could speak a little bit of english mm-hmm. but i realized that mm. when you're saying a they're saying b like mm. these <laughs> are just different out there <laughs> when the world is going this way they are going that way so mm-hmm. it, it was different
2: okay. <laughs> my expectation
1: in america in mm-hmm. the us was um certain places in the Mm -hmm. u.s i thought it was the ish like you know when Mm -hmm. you hear people say i'm from the bronx (laughs) Mm -hmm. when i got to the bronx the bronx is not really (laughs) bronxing it doesn't look it doesn't look like
0: okay
1: yeah yeah it doesn't look like it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i don't know i was Mm -hmm. i was disappointed about how things looked more Mm. for me like mm. you know how people talk about brochure, you really eager to see. Oh, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm, get, that's that's yeah. that was it for me.
0: That was it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael said, "I cannot relate to today's convo." I started traveling when I was very very little. I just started walking in Germany. Um, Kwame, I know Kwame, Kwame exactly. Typical DB. So DB. he is just like a citizen of the world. He didn't really have to adjust <laughs> to anything. He's, he's been all Real over. It. But um, let, let's go. Chris, Chris, what were your expectations coming in? And yeah. And
4: were they met? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I got to the US, I realized, I mean, everyone does that <coughs> branding. I mean, when you <laughs> online, when you look at apartment.
3: branding.
4: When you look at mm-hmm. apartment pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust me, the branding is dope. Nice pictures. They they give Mm -hmm. you nice layouts. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) But when you get to the ground, Mm. Mm. you'll be Mm. like, Mm. "Is that what I saw online?"
3: Mm. No, but you have to take it like that.
4: I mean, that was that was one of my biggest uh, shock I got to the
0: US. Yeah. That that's really true, and and we did talk about planning all the way, right? And you know how people would look online, find an apartment, even sometimes apply for the apartment. And these yeah. apartments even have model rooms or showrooms. And and like you're yeah. saying, the pictures online are so dope. They're great. Like you'd see a very terrible apartment complex, but the pictures they post online are just wonderful. So yeah, you you're expecting wonderful things, and then you come in and it's like. Oh, yeah, that 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 can be one of those expectations that are not met. If you are one, what are Could what were some of the expectations coming in? Hmm.
3: I'll start with the with the weather. All right. <laughs> so before <laughs> I moved here, <laughs> I spoke to a couple of people and asked, "Oh, how's the weather? How are things and everything? You know, <laughs> and just to be prepared and know what I have to wear, because mm-hmm. I'm very concerned about what I wear. Like regardless of what I'm going through, I have to look nice so Mm -hmm. not just to look nice but to be ready for you know the environment they're like oh Mm -hmm. it's not that cold it's just Mm -hmm. regular and the temperature is around 19 degrees 20 degrees thereabouts and I was like oh that's that's okay that's okay I can Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. so I came here wearing some jeans sneakers and you know some turtle necktops. top something simple you know it's not something that you know I'm ready for Mm -hmm. cold or anything Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't like extreme like cold I can't stand Mm -hmm. it. I don't know what happened, if there was a switch or what I got to the airport and I got when I got out of the airport, no knowing there was like, you know, the turn on the heater. Mm -hmm. When I got out of the airport (laughs) guy, I went back in the next second. I couldn't stand (laughs) out. For some funny reason something happened. I don't know if it was some Cold storm, or, I don't know, but it was so cold, like around ten degrees. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I going to, how am I going to go out? Like, you guys, you should have told us something. We're like, oh, but this is okay. The ten degrees is. I was like, no. So one of the guys had to give him his jacket before we went mm-hmm. to the car, Got warmed up. I was like, God, I can't stand this. This is not it. I didn't. I wasn't expecting this. And then we sat in the car, moved from the airport to. Mm-hmm. You know, they had booked a place for us because our moving date was not ready yet to move into the apartment. So we're driving around. I'm like, okay, which part of our broochie is this? This is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it felt like
4: that. Abuja is not Abuja.
3: That she's is our What is what is happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, me, I thought I was coming to Abouche. No, 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 no. This is not a Abouche is somewhere else. This is not a I should just you, like I'm in like I was like, well, okay. But yeah, that was that, it.
0: That, that. That's interesting. I think one of those, I, I think I share a lot of uh, um, shocks with you guys, right? Like Chris mentioned, um, I, I'd, I'd use this as an example for those of you who live in Baton Rouge together, Joe. Whenever I was in, I was preparing to move to the U.S., right? You hear the U.S., you're thinking New York, you're thinking Los Angeles, right? You're thinking Upper East Manhattan, you're thinking, um, you know, like Los Angeles, um, L.A. and all the fun skyscrapers and everything. And then I moved to Baton Rouge. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Baton Rouge is like, uh, I, uh, how do I? It's like... Asantebe quite on oh, steroids, <laughs> pretty, pretty oh, right? Everything in the videos and everything in the pictures <laughs> and like Chris is saying, like you, you look at these, um, pictures online of apartment complex, even when you go to the apartment itself, they have these model apartments. They walk you through. Oh, so they yeah. do the walk yes. and mm-hmm. everything is polished. Everything mm-hmm. is wonderful. And, and mm-hmm. yes, Chris, Chris mentioned it right, nailed it right on. There's a lot of branding, there's a lot of marketing, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: Wendy was saying, whenever you, you you talk to people that they're like, oh, I'm moving to London. And normally they're showing you either downtown London or Southeast London, right? Uh-huh. Where the skyscrapers and everything is beautiful and everything is wonderful. But hmm, you go to London proper, you go to Peckham, you go to Clapham, you go to, you go to Tottenham. Peckham, you go to Tottenham and you're like, oh, okay, so What was I? So, right? Like, I think it's one of those things, whenever you want to have a feel of wherever you're moving, online pictures and online research is great. Please do that. That should be the first step. Talk to someone. Find someone actually there. If you can find um, someone from your home country or even, you know, someone with a similar experience, ask them what things truly are. Um, I know people wouldn't. People wouldn't want to give you like the deeds, and there are things you can't even tell people. Like, I can't tell you about the potholes yeah. in the road. Like, there's no way if you ask me about uh, how's your city. Like, I'm like, oh, the roads are bad. Though no, I don't think I'd start with that, right? But it's it's very important to to do that. And and there are two keys that I was told on arrival, right? And and it's what the source of most of the shock, I think. The two things to look out for whenever you're going to, especially if you're going to travel to the U.S., is the two W's, the weather and the wealth, the weather and the wealth. I know a lot of people talk about how, especially back home in Ghana, whenever you take a hundred CD note mm-hmm. and you buy something like two CDs, you put the rest in your pocket and then everything is gone. That's the same with a dollar. You take a hundred dollars, you buy a, a pack of gum for one dollar, You know you have $99. It goes in your pocket. The next time you're looking for it, it's like two or three. The money goes away so fast. It goes away so fast. So the wealth is the first thing to look for. And the weather. I live in a place where we say the weather has a bipolar condition. Like we can fluctuate between like 15 degrees in a day. You wake up in the morning it's like 7 degrees Celsius at 7 a.m. You go to the office at 9 and it's like 25 degrees Celsius. And like, why did I wear a jacket? You take off your jacket you go for lunch and it's like negative 15 and it's like what is happening here the <laughs> weather is not something you can rely on and it's the biggest shock for me it's like you know in ghana or in the tropics where most of us grew up the weather is fairly consistent there's like yeah. a range of like two three degrees all through the day so if it's mm-hmm. a warm day if it's like 28 degrees celsius it's 28 it gets as high as 31 it gets as low as like 25 right it's fairly consistent here sometimes you look at the weather forecast and it says the low for the day is negative one the high is 30 you're like what kind of day are we expecting there are not even enough hours in the day for you to change your mind that much but the weather is one thing that would really shock you right you get out of the airport it's just so cold put on a jacket it's so warm and you're like what is going on so the weather is something you need to check on and like if if you're someone who likes the fashion and dressing to impress then you should always check the weather before you you pick your wardrobe right before you pick the clothes you're wearing check the weather and normally i look at the hourly breakdown it's one thing nobody told me about but when it's 25 now, it says nothing about what it's going to be in two hours so look that's at so the true. Ocean that's so true. The so talk to people yeah. about the weather and how it fluctuates right but the wealth mm-hmm. the wealth please be very careful if you have some money in your pocket it's gone like mm-hmm. if you go and buy a, a meal it's like twenty dollars you're like okay I have a hundred you give them and then the next thing you're looking for a pack of water and the money is all gone the money just flies and so it's one of the things i wish someone had told me that could you even if you have a thousand dollars in your pocket, you're not safe. It goes away yeah. fast. So the weather yeah. and the wealth, these are things to look out for. Hmm.
1: Oh, Could you I want to add something? Okay. So you know that thing where coming back from home, we know how because because you mentioned wealth, that's why I'm saying this. And I think we should also take that into consideration because um coming here or anywhere I travel to, when I mm-hmm. see something for like $50. Then I take my phone, I go to currency 50 into Ghana City 3.5. Mr. Oh, <laughs> <buddy>. uh, yep, <laughs> I start
2: yep.
1: shaking. Why should I buy this 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 towel for $50? Why should mm-hmm. I buy this? Ah, mm-hmm. don't they have like one dollar something? Now can't you see the anyhow? I not know why is this so easy? <laughs> like you know that was also a problem for me, like converting the currencies, like i'm always like when i when i was near i was always converted like okay this is seven dollars why is a lip balm seven dollars why is lip balm 40 cedis are they <laughs> do you understand mm. yep. that was a problem for me and i feel like it's something that if you want to come here you just have mm-hmm. to let go of it even though that you're not gonna do Anything, anything, nothing, nothing
0: here. I think (laughs) it's very important to know. Um, Let me read some of the comments. When I first moved to Botswana, my classmates used to laugh at my English. They Mm -hmm. said I pronounced ask as ax and what as "pot." That's interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things, we're going to go into the cultural changes, right? Some of the adjustments we had to make. I think language, Pronunciation.
3: Oh um, my god, these
0: things are like <laughs> before we move, it's <laughs> I, I don't think you prepare enough. There's, there's a Trevor Noah joke that he says when he was moving to America on the plane, he was watching a lot of American movies and American films, and it's like, <laughs> nah man, nah me, you know, picking up <laughs> all the American accent he can. But for you guys, what was it like culturally? Did you have people laugh at you like the um had, like, I'd I'd share one very funny story. When I first moved here, I I was in the office with my friends, so I was in the office with three American young men, and there was always a struggle for me in my first week to sort of communicate what I wanted. My first example was, I told these guys I need a washroom, and everybody knew that (laughs) where the washroom is, like, I just need to use the washroom. They're like what? I was like, (laughs) okay, urinal. They're like. What? (laughs) I'm like, where I can go pee? They're like, oh, the restroom. The restroom, yeah. Restroom, restroom. (laughs) Kind of the same thing, but even little words like this. Restroom. Yeah. And and nobody would be able to communicate that until you bump into the challenge, right? Where you're mm-hmm. looking for a washroom and you walk all over campus and you can't find a washroom. <laughs> I'll give you another example. So I, I, ha- I came and I had to set up a bank account, right? And so I tell my office major, uh, can you take me to the bank after here so that I would go set up a bank account? I'm like, what I'm like a bank account? I, I don't know what a bank is. You mean bank? right bank <laughs> bank the same thing in it but these are some of the things like the, the cultural
2: differences,
0: right just the way we pronounce the word, yeah. with the bank and for those of you coming in you'd see a lot of guineans or a lot of people from your home country and you're like oh these people are so uh oh, they've americanized no they're surviving because yeah. the thing is if we speak the way we we are comfortable with the way we know nobody's going to understand us okay. so you try to say things that will get you by
2: uh-huh. right
0: like oh give me five dollars everybody knows what five dollars is but if you go and do uh, five dollars <laughs> nobody's gonna get some dollars for the, you know get some dollars give me take it to the bank let me go to campus. Like, oh, these people are just Americanized. For a lot of people, it's the shock, right? When you come and nobody hears what you're saying. I, I remember my first night in New Orleans. I went to IHOP and I ordered my my meal. And I was like, can I get some orange juice? This guy, the bass boy, looks at me like I'm crazy.
2: What are you talking I'm, about? Orange juice.
0: I'm like, orange juice? Pine juice? I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> These are some of the things that shock you you're like why can't everybody hear what I'm saying? Like for the first few days, it sounds and feels as though you're the dumbest thing on the planet. You you can't whatever you say, nobody seems to get you. Yes, and it's it's true. quite that's a true. shock for a lot of us. If you are what come and share your because stories.
3: <laughs> oh my god. So when I moved here, right? <laughs> I mean, the first thing is as you said language, yeah the moment you talk the first thing is are you african and the annoying thing is they think african is a, africa is a big country like one whole country
2: that i was like oh, are you african? Me,
3: i'm like here yeah. oh that's nice i want to go to africa i'm like yo can you both stop talking about africa like this i have a friend in this 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 it's not like the u.s it's not different states it's a whole different country It's not even close to me. There's no way I'm going to see the person or know anything about Cameroon or Mali or I don't know anything. Don't be asking me. Mm -hmm. I'm from Ghana. That's the side. I have this Mm -hmm. friend, this black American friend. So, each time we are talking, we both try to talk like, you can say a whole sentence and this Mm -hmm. guy will not even get a word. Anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Nothing. He was
3: like, what are you saying? I don't understand. And Mm -hmm. one thing that we always fight about is Preparatory and preparatory. He he doesn't know what preparatory. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand what preparatory is like. What is that word? Mm -hmm. And you literally Google the way I say it. I was like, "There's nothing like that." I'm like, "Look, there's nothing like preparatory. Nobody says preparatory. Can you just say preparatory and we move forward with this?" Like, no, it's actually (laughs) like if you break it (laughs) now. There's a whole O between the T and the R. You have to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you're going to move from this. And then pronouncing Mm -hmm. your name is also a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, there's Mm -hmm. this girl, there's a lady in my class called Abna. We all call her Abna. I mean, everyone says Abna. He's like, Abina. I'm like, oh my God. Can you stop spoiling people's names? (laughs) <laughs> and he wants to and he really wants to pronounce names. He wants to try and be part, like feel like he can go part it. of the
0: team. Mm-hmm. Like
3: a part of the team, you know. And our lecture, one of our lecturers are Ghanaian. He's like, mm-hmm. instead of saying mostly they say Dr. Yao, right? But this guy has been hearing us say Dr. Tumasi. He wants mm-hmm. to also say Tumasi. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one day in class, he raises and I was like, Oh, Dr. Tumasi. And then one the was like, oh my can, god. You stick <laughs> <laughs> can you stick to the doctor? Yao? <laughs> okay, I'm okay with the doctor. Yao. can you stick to the doctor? Yao? I'm okay with Dr. Yao. don't move to the surname. He was like, Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dr. Yao. I'm like, What well, made you think you can even pronounce shumezi? He was like, Oh, because you guys say to me, I want to also say to I'm like, Oh my god, this That's, is yep. so hard, this mm-hmm. is so hard. But now, you know when he's there for some time you just know what they mean like if you listen to them for a while you understand where they're coming from and what they want to say so yeah that was it It these
0: these some of these can be very challenging let me go through some of the comments right mina says one of my shocks was how winter was the senior brother of hamatan hmm My skin is literally cracking. Yes. That's one of the things. Personally, I I had a hard time adjusting, right? With the weather, my skin was cracking so bad because it would dry up. And we're not in the tropics, right? It's humid. It's a bit humid. And the weather is not as cold. So my skin wasn't drying so much. So if you're moving into a very cold place, that's one Mm -hmm. of those things you should really prepare for. It gets very dry your skin dries out a lot for the young women a lot of them have their hair dry so bad that their hair begins to break right and so mm-hmm. adjusting the weather can do a number on you your skin your your lips oh you don't smile in the winter no you see everybody <laughs> frowning in winter not because they're bad people <laughs> but if you smile you begin to bleed because your mouth yeah. your lips are going to cry oh a, a terrible thing that happened to me one cold winter day I went to the restroom to use the restroom, and I was holding a piece of paper in my hand. And so I did what everybody would do, which is I put the paper in my mouth, and then I handled business, washed my hand. Then I came to take the paper, and the paper wouldn't move. Stuck. (laughs) Stuck to my lips. It was so cold that my (laughs) lips had dried and attached itself to the paper. When I removed it, I had a whole part of my skin just peel. So guys. If you're holding a piece of paper and you want to do your business, please put it in your armpit. Nobody told me that. I put it on my lips mm-hmm. and my lips got glued to the paper, like, yeah. And
3: and could you,
0: everything. like, could you?
3: One thing too, as you guys are talking about the weather, you have to be careful. Like, the first three months, your mm-hmm. skin, your you know, you break out, your face, you're adapting to the new system and all that you have to be mindful of what you eat like the first few months you don't even know how to balance your life when it comes to that but you have to be very consistent with your routine moisturize Mm -hmm. a lot when you move here the winter is bad so Mm -hmm. that is one thing you have to do like take care of your skin you really have to make conscious effort Mm -hmm. to really get a good skin
0: another thing crazy is talking about which was a challenge i also faced is um before you move please look at the switch and the plugs for the place you're moving to. Contrary to, contrary to what you think, your switch wouldn't work in so many places. I, I came up here and I showed those three round. You see, so in Ghana, even in Ghana, there are two <laughs> types of plugs. Right? There are the square ones and there are the other round ones. The square ones are the very common ones. The round ones are even uncommon in Ghana. And I came here, my computer, the adapter for my computer had that <laughs> edge. And I went around asking people, where can I plug this? And people had (laughs) never seen it before. Like, they had legit not seen it before. And so, please, find an adapter, find a multi-socket for the place you're going so that you can charge your phone and stuff like that. Because a lot of people struggle. He said, I was looking for a switch on the names or plugs in Europe, Germany, was my first embarrassing moment yes people are looking and and again in a lot of places there are no switches on the plugs right yeah plug in and you go and so it it ruins you so now i go to ghana and i I plug in my stuff and i put it on i go to bed wake up and the phone hasn't charged because i forgot to switch it on and (laughs) that's another thing but yeah minor things like this little nuances like this are things we wish we knew right i wish i knew that the whole system here wouldn't work with my computer adapter. And these are things you need. Like you get down to work and your computer is on low battery, and there's nothing else you can do. Um, my first night, Mina says, I was so hungry. I told my tutor I wanted burger. It took so long for her to figure it out. Yes, people come. I know a lot of people, <laughs> a couple of my friends come in, and the first thing I ask them is, what do you want to eat? And everybody's like, I want a burger. And for me, I know what a burger is. But if you tell someone else, I want a burger, it would take you a minute. Uh, me and will tell you how they had to say it. You have to pronounce the R. And the R to a burger. Yeah, yeah, I will leave the people who who know how to say it to say it. Could you when I came to the US, I US finally. I was walking one time, wanting a bathroom. I went to a bodega and said. I want to use the bathroom. They were like, "Huh? I wanted to urinate. Oh, I want to see the rest of this." They said, "They still said, huh?" So I was like, "Bro, I want to take a leak. <laughs> Come on!" Before they directed me, I was so dying. That's true. Like restroom, bathroom. Like if you're moving, I don't know where you'd be moving to in the part of the world, but please look for how they 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 refer to the restroom or the yeah. washroom or the urinal. However, they refer to it. Please know that, else you're going to have to take a leak on yourself. You're going to be dripping, because a lot of people don't use the same words we use, right? Yeah. Um, I want to use the washroom. It would be very difficult. I went to H and M for a shirt. It was twenty um, nine ninety nine. I had to convert and realize the whole week's job money in Ghana. I didn't buy it. <laughs> yes, Bismarck. That that is something a lot of people relate. And and another thing I would I would I wish I knew before I left is sticker price and counter price. And so whenever you move to a country where the taxes, the sales taxes are added at the cashier or at the yeah. counter, you would probably not be able to buy things you can afford. Because you, in Ghana you go and the thing is 27 CDs. You go to the cashier and you pay 27 cds here in in the u.s it was one of those things i realized like i have twenty dollars in my pocket i go i'm looking for a towel and they say hey the towel is twenty dollars i'm like there we go i got my towel so i get to the cashier and they're like no it's not enough i'm like it says twenty dollars on the gear like, and taxes they don't tell you this right people don't yeah. tell you that the taxes are calculated at the counter, right? And it's one of those things that culturally would be very shocking because if you budget, like a lot of us go to the supermarket with a budget, so I'm going to buy Mm -hmm. two CDs worth of that, five CDs worth of onions, $2 worth of tomatoes. When you get to the cashier, sometimes they'll add the taxes and you would be in a lot of trouble. So these are some minor, minor things you would use. Sandra said, my biggest headache was using the GPS. <laughs> it could take me hours to locate a place I was so close to. Sandra, you came at a very interesting time. Whenever I, first, well, I didn't have a phone when in my first few weeks. And I was trying to move from my apartment to campus. So I came on campus and I was going back. Someone directed me and it was the worst. They, I mean, they didn't know. They could have just said, I don't know where you're going. They made me take like a 30 minute detour and come all the way back. And I remember when I started using the Apple Maps or Google Maps for walking directions, it can be very ineffective. Sometimes it directs you like the way it would direct a car. When they are like short corners, sometimes it doesn't let you take it. It makes you walk the road. So yeah, the GPS can be very, very confusing. And so now these are some of the shocks. What about the food? It's important, it's important. Hmm. Food. Did you guys get any cultural shock? What was your, I don't don't know if you guys ever tasted jambalaya. So I was very hungry the first day I saw jambalaya. And from afar, jambalaya looks exactly like jollof rice. (laughs) But the texture is so different. So you Mm -hmm. can imagine this hungry young man. I come and another thing, I think it's culturally very common, very almost universal Mm -hmm. that almost every meal is served with bread. And so I, yeah. Just, they gave me my jambalaya. I'm like, oh, this is jollof. I tried that jollof, and it's so wet and it's so soaked <laughs> and very. Dry. I'm like, who 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 made this jollof? Can we go back, <laughs> back to the cashier or someone and and ask where it's from? <laughs> but the food and, and and it's not very spicy. If you're used to very spicy, very kind of food like the food that will make you blow your mouth after tasting it you move especially to the west and a lot of the foods are very blunt that they don't have a lot of seasoning um i always go i I always have one box of pepper and salt in my office just in case i'm eating food and i have to dump some in there but it was one of the shocks i i realized and eating everything with a bottle of soda or a cup of soda um those who like coke pepsi and all that sometimes every meal you eat comes with a bottle of soda and by the time you realize you've gained 30 pounds without even yeah, trying
2: that's true. That's what were true.
0: some of your food shocks chris what was the food that surprised you the most like i um, think chris if yeah, you no
4: i Could you? no chris, for me i find it
3: Chris line is breaking. Chris, line is breaking.
0: When was the last time you ate watchy? kill Yeah, I find it oh, difficult. Yesterday,
3: I I I go fufu. My roommates prepared fufu for me yesterday. Oh, fufu, so, yeah, wow. we
1: get to eat a watch. but killer willy yeah. no. To, oh, once in a while, coconut you,
0: you know you can you can make your own killer right?
1: Hey, mm-hmm. but the the blending of the that thing, the mixture. Oh, we don't know.
3: It's, it's not difficult. You can do killer willy here. Mm,
0: said, I, had, out. Oh, I don't know where you're going to get coconut. Yeah. You
3: can know get a cassava,
1: mean? but how would you
0: blend ah, the cassava to get a pot? You have to dry it. How uh-huh, are you going to dry it? Yeah. Rashid is That's just a... being mean at this point. Chrissy <laughs> said, I had bread and olives for lunch my first day at the cafeteria. I thought it was the starter. I immediately <laughs> missed wasting my food back at home. Remember oh.
2: Whenever you were
0: home and you get so much bangku that you don't know what to do with, and now you're eating bread and olives. Oh my goodness. Hey, Baswana Banko. A, bangku,
1: a
3: bangku, uh... Uh...
0: That's how it's prepared, though. Yeah.
1: Sometimes the food <laughs> might look that...
0: similar.
1: <laughs> I'll actually yeah. say is, I was shocked about the sizes of the meal.
0: Oh, yeah, the portion.
1: Especially like the portions. Right. Like when you go out, you see like a $50 meal <laughs> and it's it's like this little finger. <laughs> I'm paying $50
0: and this is the amount of food you can give me. as oh, wow. Okay. So my experience is rather the opposite. So I realized that when you first move, the lower end meals are massive portions. Mm-hmm. The high end meals are small portions. Mm-hmm. So when you see a meal and it's like $9.99, believe me, you're not going to be able to eat it. They give you like a big pack of food, and you're like, Is this meant for six people? (laughs) And then you see another meal, and it's like $34.95. And they bring one teaspoon of soup (laughs) soup of the day, and they bring one teaspoon of soup for $35. (laughs) So please, when you first move, go to the cheap ends, right? Come with me. Wherever you're moving, just ask me. I have all the cheap ends in the directory. I have a blank book of cheap restaurants almost in every city I go. When I go no, to restaurant, I write the name and the address. And so if you're moving, please just contact me. I'll show you where all the cheap food is because you don't want to go to Ruth's Cress and spend $500 and it feels like you've eaten two um, strands of straw and one carrot. And you can go to Rice and Row and spend $10 and eat till your stomach just bursts. So yeah, Wendy, people are surprised you're looking for cooking but I'm going to (laughs) I'm going to ask the very last question and and probably would wrap up on this note. Yeah. What were some of the things you wish you knew? Like like Mm. an advice to your younger self. We've talked about all the adjustments we've had to make, the surprises and everything. If you had to go back and tell yourself something, right? One thing, advice your younger self before Mm. you make the move, what are some of the things you would really want to reconsider? Um, the oh. way everybody is tilting their head to the same <laughs> I don't know if I should do it too let me see if it will make me remember I the advice to my younger self
1: one advice is as mm-hmm. you guys said earlier when you're moving try to reach out to somebody mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. is so much easier when you have somebody like and where you're going to mm-hmm. secondly in terms of finances try to get a roommate mm. <laughs> Mm. Like, apartment prices out here is mad. (laughs) You actually living alone and having Mm -hmm. to pay bills alone, it's a whole lot. If you can get a roommate that you guys can split things up, Mm -hmm. it will help. Even aside the finance aspect, Mm -hmm. um, it helps also. I mean, you have a companion. Sometimes you come back home and you get somebody to talk to. Talk to. Do you understand? I'm in a space right now where I regret leaving (laughs) the room. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. wish I had, sometimes I come back home and I wish I had a roommate, somebody Mm. I can say hello, hey. And then an AAD, like, what are we having today? I don't get that. I I come in and it's just quiet. It's Mm. just me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. And then also, enjoy while at home. Like, have that Mm -hmm. much fun that you have. Because you Mm see, those um snapchat that they've been doing videos that they are going <laughs> out here when they're parrying. i i tell you they've been doing that once every three months or even once a year there's no time to go out or have fun in this place <laughs> you have to make time for it like you know in ghana That's you can just wake true. up friday and you go chilling i oh. mean year, you have to literally mm-hmm. make time for it because there's mm-hmm. so much to do that mm-hmm. you have to even set time aside mm-hmm. to have fun
2: yeah yeah, that is one
1: yeah. big deal
2: mm.
1: and then another thing is language you guys have said mm. that mm. me and my english teacher have been fighting if he has to be my witness i've been had to send if he call call it for, and then let her explain things to me mm-hmm. we've been fighting over like language i don't know what to call it so saying words that mm-hmm. you know we, we actually use the british system mm-hmm. so certain yeah. ways things are actually supposed to be written mm-hmm. he apparently says in my research work is not supposed to be like that i'm still mm-hmm. learning even though yeah. like i feel like my english and everything is good like i still Mm -hmm. have to learn how to write like an american Mm -hmm. or speak like one for people to understand what i mean or even what what i'm about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then another thing to my younger Mm -hmm. self is um just just live the moment Mm. Enjoy all say. Just yes, enjoy it, whether mm, good or yeah. bad. Just, okay. just enjoy it. Okay, I Every think the scene will pass. Mm. Like it's just, yeah. Mm. Just hit the moment; it will yeah. pass. That's, that's yeah. When you come, it's a bit of a struggle, but mm-hmm. trust me, it's not going to be like that it forever. A yes,
0: yes. I think one other thing, and you you touched on very important topics, right? I I like the things you touched on, the language thing. I know, uh, I I know from the. Comments from song said he finally understands the accent thing i know for a lot of people especially when you're moving in you don't want to come across as pretentious you don't want to come across as you've learned the accent or you've learned the way things are pronounced and you're coming in because it's a bit uncomfortable i think for us over time you get so tuned into it that you don't see that your accent has switched you don't mm-hmm. see that the way you're saying words have switched because It's a survival tactic rather Mm -hmm. than a Mm show-off
2: tactic. Mm -hmm. And so when people
0: are leaving, they don't want to be too Americanized or too Mm. Westernized or too Anglicized if they're moving, but it becomes a survival technique. Kwezis said a comment, and I would share Kwezis' comment. He said, try and learn the local language if the first language is not English. It's very important. And- That's so true. This rings so true, especially if you're moving to the to the US. Please, the first language in America is not English. So your English that you know, the proper Cambridge Mm-mm. or Himalayan English, no. please.
4: you not
0: You're not learning how things are said. Like, can you imagine you'd be like, oh, you see, my team is doing very well. We're in the semifinals, and everybody's like, what's he talking about? Yeah, so I. the semifinals. No. You're in the semis, you know, <laughs> semis. Anti, uh, what is it? antichrist, anti. anti, anti, and so there's so many things you might take for granted. And mm-hmm. especially when you're writing, it causes us a lot of problems when, oh you're, my God. when you're switching. The <laughs> words actually switch. It mm-hmm. would be surprising that you'd be asked to spell color and you can't spell color. And it's something you spelled your entire life, mm. Right. And then you're asked to spell color and you can't spell color. And so take time, spend, mm-hmm. invest some time in learning the language. If you're moving to Germany, if you're moving to any European country, please spend time. Even if it's for like two, three months, at least learn the basics. Learn your basic French. Je m'appelle, uh, the basic ones. Not, not je m'appelle the song. I know everybody's like, je m'appelle, je m'appelle, 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 No, 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 not, not je m'appelle the song. If you know the song, it won't help you much in France. But if you learn a little introductory french right it's going to be very helpful the first few days it's very crucial it's very crucial and building a social support system
2: Mm -hmm.
0: one of the things is in ghana wherever we grew up right growing up you build a support system it happens organically you go to school you make friends your neighborhood you get to know people sometimes you even run into people at parties and events and suddenly you're building that support system Mm -hmm. building that when he said, I want to come back from work and be able to, you know, come home and meet someone and say, hey, you know, like, what's up for the day? How was your day and all that? When you're moving, it's one of those tricks and tools you need in your toolbox, how to build a support system. Because your support system would make or make you. Because whenever mm-hmm. you come here, the funny thing, and when I first started the story, I told you the guy who picked me up, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who picked me up was basically my support system. He picked my friends. He picked the people he introduced me to. He -hmm. picked the restaurants I ate at, right? Because whenever you first move here, you're trying to sort of settle in, know your way around. So if you find someone with certain interests, certain habits, certain normally you would be, you know, over time you can build up your own habits and your own things. But in settling in, you tend to sort of, learn from the things around you and the people around you and you build your support structure around those people. And if you're lucky and you meet great, wonderful people like Efia Yebua and Wendy, you have a wonderful support system right at the jump. Sometimes you just get in and it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, yeah. you know, um, there are a lot of things, they, the way they do things you wouldn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But what happened is down the line, the person who picked me up, called to me, like four years later, he's like, hey, I'm in Ghana and my brother is coming into lsu would you help him settle it oh he was wonderful to me My yeah. answers, say no more and for those <laughs> people who are here at the start of the show chris is the younger brother of the person who- <laughs> <laughs> that's sure chris up from the airport and i'm sure if my cousin or my brother is coming chris is going to be the one picking him up. yeah so that's how we build these systems these, yeah. systems these structures right the people who sort of precept you into the system Mm-hmm. End up being the people who have a lot of, you know, they teach you the ropes, they show you around. So it's very important to find someone and really get to know and build a support system once you come in. And it's crucial. Not true. If you have built a support system with one conversation, I'll let her come and talk about that. But let me read a few comments and if you will tell us anything. Truth is, I still love Ghana way more. I miss people smiling at you, offering help, saying, help. um, So, Mina Mina is in a part of the world where she thinks the people are not so um, (laughs) um, friendly. Bored in the US is not the same as bored in Ghana. Wendy, that is to you. wendy okay i am rashid
1: okay i'm I'm gonna get in the comments section.
0: (laughs) Tina is recommending that you bring as much share butter as possible it helps with Mm -hmm. handling your hair so that's true Young women who are making the move and young men who are making the move i know the share butter thing works i i I always bring a lot of share butter i don't use it though but it, it helps um Wendy, I'm coming over to Louisiana for the next two weeks. Hey. So hi. hi. <laughs> I don't know why people attending this show in into, okay. okay. They changed my name from Bismarck to Bismarck. Yes. Yes. The names would always change. Um, let me tell you guys a funny story. So when I first move here, I'm going to put my name on, on there. For those who don't know the spelling of my name. So I'm displaying my name. So. When I first moved here, I went to class and a professor started going around. So this is the spelling of my name, right? And I was taking a class and the professor came and he's like, I'm going to make sure everybody talks in class. So he puts the roster in front of him. He starts mentioning of the names. Hey, Kevin, answer this question. Hey, this, answer that question. So it's almost the end of the class and I have not been called to answer anything. <laughs> and so everybody in the class has spoken and this professor is still there asking questions and started even going wrong and i realized he stared at the sheet of paper then he would talk then he come back at the paper and <laughs> i stood there, like listen i'm going to ask this question akwando <laughs> this is your question what's akwando <laughs> i was like i was like wait it's K-W-A-D-W. where do you get the a and the n from where where's the where's that pando from and the man was like, okay, maybe I me- I messed up the first one because <laughs> I didn't respond. When he said I didn't respond. so Because <laughs> that's not your name. I stopped at my second name. And he's like, for for, for, I was like, it's me, sir. Just ask the <laughs> <a> question. <laughs> They're going to butcher your name. You're going to get your name messed up everywhere. That's and so, so I try and make it easy for a lot of people. And I introduce myself so bad so many times that I go to Ghana and I forget to correct myself. So I go to Ghana and people meet me and they're like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, I'm Kojo. Like, Kojo <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, but where I live, I can't say gonna Quedra, so I, oh like, Kojo because nobody's going to get Kojo. And then I get here and I introduce oh, myself. Yeah. It, it, it can be very challenging. Even your name. Sometimes you forget your name sometimes. And, and I'm <laughs> waiting for song to move and then. People are going to start mentioning his name. I can't wait to see what they
1: say. Oh, and guys, I remember something. Mm -hmm. If you can actually learn how to do things with your hands, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. learn how to braid Mm -hmm. or learn how to, like, maybe, you know, how to To barber hair or something. Like, something you can do, you should learn it very well or Mm -hmm. make wigs or
0: something. You can make money (laughs) out of
1: it out here Mm because...
0: For, for the young men, the woman, um, Wendy was saying, if you know how to shave, uh, it, would help, it wouldn't be helpful. For five years, I shaved my own hair. Like, really? We, we we just learned to do it ourselves. Like, I, I was so great at shaving oh. my own hair. Now I don't do it anymore. But fe- when I first moved here, my first five years, I was doing it myself. I just stand in That's front of amazing. the mirror. That's amazing. And so when you see you a lot of cups and all that, oh, yeah, I used to shave my own hair. I used to shave oh. other people's hair. I, That's I amazing. was so good at it. I felt great at it. You, your, your, but your, your, you
1: know your how head. like we, with the girls like braiding your hair at you the salon costs $300. you actually can braid on their
0: hair. <laughs> so your if head you can braid
1: can it, yourself, it yourself, you're saving yourself about $300 at the selling.
0: Um, That's... Rashid said, Kujo, if you were Chermantine, I'm sure he would have said Cherry Martin. That's a good one. <laughs> That's Rashid. a good one, Cherry Martin. I haven't had that before. And another thing, <laughs> we talked about the culture shock. Christine was like, yes, we're just about to learn. Learn how to braid, sew, and make kinky. So, That's so true. Um, kinky. Um, kinky know, is $5, I, dollars, guys. I know Christine yeah. breaks is five her own dollars. Hair. I know Christine breaks her own hair. She does her own sewing, so she is...
1: Christine, yeah, yeah. you're wow. good to go. Yeah. She, 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 she's based in
0: Australia.
3: She's so... based in Australia.
0: Christine,
1: you have to move. <laughs> what can't
3: you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what <laughs> you can do yeah. now, you yeah. can count. Yeah. What can Chris, you not do?
0: Christine, yeah. Christine, I, I I really don't know what she can do. She's yeah, a rock star. Mm-hmm. She's an engineer. She's. I wouldn't even go into that. She's beautiful. an amazing, all-round person. Same. Wow. My last name was Neng. My client butchered my name all the time. So even hey, some even called me Mr. Abu, Mr. Abdul, <laughs> Mr. Abu. And his name is what? Ado, right? My yeah, client. That's not difficult. Um, I Rashid is trying to do the conversion for the hair Rashid, 300 US dollars, 2400 Ghana cities, 24 <laughs> million. 24 well, million. Well, Rashid, yes, million. Well, we stopped doing that like <laughs> long ago. Like, when you go time. for a haircut for 50 bucks, you don't want to do the conversion because it's uh-huh. like 10 haircuts and you've already built a mansion. But yeah, these are some <laughs> of the things we really should learn. Um, song is like, I'm going to fashion school this year, oh. so mm-hmm. it'll be important. It'll be important mm-hmm. if you could go to fashion school, it would really help. I remember when I first moved here and I wanted to take my clothes for alteration, right? So you go and buy you know, big clothes and you're like, in Ghana, I take it to the tailor and he does it for like, what, 20 CDs he would alter all these clothes. Finding the person to do the alteration was more difficult than anything. Then I finally found someone and for pants I bought for like 40 bucks it was going to cost 60 bucks to alter it to my size. I'm like, <laughs> what, what? Kabuka. Please. I am wearing <laughs> the Kabuka. Let's go. Let's, let's move on. You know? So, yeah. These are all little things <laughs> I wish <laughs> I knew before I moved. There was another joke I wanted to share, but if yeah, you come and share your lessons and then we can wrap mm, up the I show. I think you
3: guys said it all. You guys have said it in a very beautiful way. So, yes, you need people like. Honestly, mm-hmm. you cannot make it here without people. You need mm. a support system, like people you can talk to. It's actually one thing you wouldn't you think you wouldn't miss, but you really miss Ghana. Like, I don't know if it's because I, I come from a place where I always have people around. Like, my I have a very big family. So at every point, Me there's somebody too. wagging in your room. My yeah. mom enters your room at 5.30 a.m. to ask you to go and sweep. Like, some random thing. I'm here and for like two straight weeks, if I don't step out of my room, I'm not going to talk to anybody. Like a human being, no. Mm -hmm. No, it's actually boring. You have to learn to be alone and enjoy your company. And while you're in Ghana, Wendy said it, have fun. Hmm. No, you know, don't make mistakes you regret. I mean, but then that's like, Mm -hmm. like live in the moment, try and enjoy The place you go, the people you have around, make time for friends, make memories, literally. That is the only thing you have with you when you come here, memories. Because you are so busy. I don't even know how I got busy. But you just don't, your time is portion. It's like 24 hours, is not even enough. You don't have time to do, you know, things you do on the normal, go out. No, you don't even have that time. So Mm -hmm. while you're in Ghana and you have friends and people to talk to and all that, do it. Enjoy them. Have fun. Live mm. in the moment. Don't be so worried about what is happening here, what I want to do here that you don't even enjoy anything you have around you. Your family, your friends, go out often, that's travel so more. Do all those things. Because mm. I don't think it get easier when you are growing up. You get more responsibilities. You mm. have a lot of things to do. You just don't you so have time true. for anything. Nothing. That's so... Yeah, and then be be very open. Very open. Mm. I don't know how to say it. Be open and be willing to learn, share. And I mean, okay, let me share this, how I met a very good friend of mine here who has actually helped me a lot. So Hmm. this guy just sent um, an email to the whole class. Hey, class, blah, blah, blah. I'm dirty. introduce himself and I have a full-time job. So during the classes that we have in the middle of the day, I can make it. Can any of you make time to help me catch up on what we did the week before? And I was, there, I was like, why not? I can help. I don't even know this person. Trust mm. me. So I'm like, I can help. I, I, I replied and I was like, oh, sure, I can help. We can just schedule one of the weekends and then do something and then I'll just help you out. I was like, sure. So I didn't even help this guy, right? So when we go to class. That was something regular we did in um, Legon. Like, if your, your friends are not there, you write notes, you share with them, you give it to them, all, and, and those things. It was something regular. I didn't think it was a big deal. So, I told him if he can make time during the weekend, I could just share the notes I make with him, and then, you know, it would be easier for him. So, I share notes, I take pictures, anything that will help him understand what we are doing, I just send it to him. i mm. had never met. I, I, no one, no one knows anyone. He doesn't, he barely comes to class because he said he has a full-time job. And at the end of the semester, this guy calls me and is like, okay, um, where would you stay? Are you home? I'm like, no, why? He's like, oh, I wanted to pass by and give you some money for this semester. I'm like, money for what? And then he's like, oh, you helped me with the notes. He helped me with this. He did this. I want to pay for it. Aww. I'm like, no, I wasn't even doing it thinking I was supposed to pay. I was like, oh, that's like a part-time job. Like, here, yeah, everything is like paid for. Mm-hmm. i think they value a lot of things like people value their time so he thinks me doing that was like a big deal i was like no i don't need the money this guy has really helped me i don't know how to talk about it but then like one of the most selfless people i've met here who's made my life easier like yeah, easier it's it's Mm -hmm. it's people that are going to make your life easy trust me you can't do it by yourself Mm -hmm. be open make friends talk to people you know do things that will make your life easy don't try Mm -hmm. to stay by yourself here you can't make it alone Mm -hmm. you don't have your family here how are you going to make it alone no you cannot make it alone get people to help you Mm -hmm. yes
0: all right get people to help you i know a conversation is going a lot father that we wanted to do. I know a lot of people are asking for the the session to continue. Enoch is asking if we're having another um, session. Um, This is what I'm going to do for the first time. We're migrating the podcast back onto Twitter space. So I just created a space. This is the CASA podcast handle, at CASA underscore the tribe. I have created the space, living away from home episode breakdown. We're going to keep the conversation going. While we wrap up on the show, so you can just jump on that stream and then we keep the conversation going. We keep talking about these things, sharing the stories, discussing these things that have helped us survive life away from home. It's been a Casa Podcast. It's been Kojo, Ifia, Wendy. Chris was here in the building sharing all the challenges we faced in moving away from home, living by ourselves, you know, settling into a new country and everything, guys. If you've not subscribed to the channel yet, please leave a like on this um, video and just share with your friends subscribe hit the subscribe button we really need to grow. invite your friends to come check it out we talk about stuff like this we just talk about social issues and helping each other out right we we're really growing up we really appreciate you joining us today um i can't say this enough the love for a live audience is just it's immense you are the reason we do this i i know Rashid, song py abina um, christine and bills all those wonderful people who and sandra us sandra mina Pissy, oh mina like, yeah love and appreciate all the support thank you so much oh for helping us keeping goodness. us going Kwame, prime all the wonderful people i can't list all the names mm-hmm. here but yeah. we really appreciate you and we're migrating to PY Radio on um, on Twitter. The space is open now, so you can hop on, and we'll keep the conversation going. But these are some of the things we wish we knew before we left home. We wish we knew some of these things before we just jumped on the flight and move into a whole new country, right? <laughs> and so we are got to keep the conversation going. Join us same time next week. We're going to have an even more amazing conversation guys thank you so much for joining the casa podcast today this is kojo and from the tribe here it's